we are going to be doing the Castlevania animated Netflix series. Um, we're going to be doing an overview of that. And this is also the um, part of the, the big Dorketing Network giveaway. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well, let you guys know what's going on. And we have a giveaway of our own. And uh, I'm going to introduce my esteemed colleagues and guests. First to my uh, right here, we have Scott Cromer. What's up, everybody? And of course, the vice president of Amalgamania, none other than himself, Justin Cooper. Hello, everybody. Uh, Coop, you had a little something you wanted to add in there about the uh, Dorkin' Network? I do. It has come to my attention that Amalgamania has authorized their very own giveaway. Giveaway of a very exclusive GameStop presents Trevor Belmont, the animated figure. Now, to get this, we're asking very simply for you to listen to this episode, drop a picture of your favorite character from the Castlevania um, anime series from Netflix in the comments, and we will pick one lucky winner. That is a Maybe. lot of hands. Maybe. Yeah, unless Ian decides he wants it. <laughs> I might got to keep it. Actually, I have my own. Hands on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we opened up one in uh, Massachusetts with the retro guy, so that's going to be on the next show and tell as well. We got That's some nice. coming, so spoiler alert. If you guys like show and tell, definitely check that out. You're going to see some awesome Castlevania um, action figures. Um, so, yes, we're going to be doing this giveaway. Let us know who your favorite Castlevania character is. Drop a pic of your favorite Castlevania character, and we're going to pick somebody at random. Let us know why you like that character. We're going to pick somebody at random and give away a Trevor Belmont action figure because kind of awesome like that. He doesn't like Trevor Belmont. Right. I, I mean, He's yeah, Belmont. I agree. Right. The last of Belmont's. I mean, or the middle of them, I suppose. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the middle. He's pretty much the middle <laughs> Belmont child. We thought he was the last, but he ended well, up being in there. <laughs> um, so, this is Amalga Cast. Normally, I like to start off asking my my guests a couple of questions, seeing if they're uh, up to up to par on their uh, monster slaying Castlevanian, and um, you know, we'll get into a couple of questions here first, of course. What was your introduction? Of course, I'm sure everybody's uh, answer is going to be pretty much the same here. What was your introduction to Castlevania? Um, Coop, you can go ahead and start and then stop. Now, while listening to the other esteemed podcast, uh, The Dorkening and uh, Throwdown Thursday, Retro Redoctopus and all that, um, you, I was very surprised nobody had my answer. My answer is Captain N, the Game Master, with Simon Belmont. You know, when they're fighting, they're fighting against it, and they even have these great sort of cutaways when they go, oh, now it's time for a commercial, and he's got his whip and all that. I loved it. That was my first um, experience with Castlevania. After that, I actually sought out the game, and I played the first, the second, and the third Castlevania game. So um, that's my answer, Captain N, the Game Master. Wow. Hmm. Leave it up to Coop to go come from the obscure, right? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey so feel, awesome. free, to, feel free to check out, you know, our uh, segment on uh, Saturday morning throwbacks. Flashbacks, yeah, no, Flashbacks. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should know the name. I remember <laughs> Belmont being one of the characters, and, <laughs> I, and it was funny because when I saw him, I was like, yo, I bet nobody remembers Captain Ed um, in the Power Glove, and he had the Zapper. Link was his homeboy. Or no, wasn't Mega Link Man. like a... Didn't um, Link have his own little show in, in between the commercials or something? Or like he had his own little mini series in between? The I show think that stories? might have been on the Mario show. I'm not that sure. But there, that was Mario show. Yeah, okay. there, yeah. there was definitely that. So, which yeah. was, it was cool. the Nintendo Power Hour, right? It was Mario. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. it was Captain N. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Awesome, Coop. Uh, Scott? Uh, my introduction was the uh, Super Nintendo game. It was a, uh, Dracula X, I think it was. Okay. 
uh, yeah, that was my introduction to the Castlevania franchise. Me, I'm old school. I I was introduced to Castlevania from Castlevania One, the video game, like the first into NES video game. I stole it from my cousin. Shout out to William. <laughs> I stole his copy. Well, actually, I didn't steal it. I borrowed it and never returned it, which is technically stealing after the fact. But he gave me permission. Hey, there's still and, time. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he just never got it back because it's such an awesome game. I played it, played it, played it, and I fell in love with the franchise. Castlevania, everything after that. It was just such an awesome game. And the cover art is really what, what got me in the beginning. Um, you know the the worst enemy in that in that game is? The stairs. Oh, easily. <laughs> easily the stairs. Easily. Yeah. Um, so my second question, being that we now have our introduction um, to Castlevania, um, in the series, or now that we've got this far, we played the games, we've read some of the books, um, checked out, you know, the, the anime up thus far to season three. Tell me, what was your first impression watching it? Like, you, you watched the first season, and did it ring reminiscent of the games? Did you, like, did you, did you say, okay, this is way better than my first experience, this is definitely something I want to follow, kind of thing? Like, what was your first impression? Uh, we'll start with Scott and then go to Cooper. Scott? Um, well, I was really... Uh... I like the brutality of the anime. I like how, uh, you know, they, they do, uh, I just like how uh, they, they kind of throw in these little tidbits from the game. Like, uh, I know in season two, you'll see a lot of the accessories and uh, weapons and stuff from, from the video game just in the background right. of the show. You know, I like that little... Those uh, little jewels when they drop them, right? Yeah. That they add into <laughs> So you know, the show. like, wait a minute, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I remember that <laughs> from, uh, you know, Lament of Innocent yeah. or from uh, this game, you know? it's yeah. I, I enjoyed that. That was, you know, I like the little attention to detail. Okay. That they took. All right. Cool. I thought um, initially with the first season when I saw it, it was four episodes, and I'm like, all right, what's this? I'm like, first of all, it's stunningly beautiful when it comes to, like, the anime style. Like, they chose something. It was very angular with long faces, long fingernails, and, like, triangles everywhere. So I'm like, okay, the art style was beautiful. And then, as uh, like Scott's saying, the brutality, as soon as Dracula turns into a tornado of fire, you have to realize, how the hell are they going to beat this guy? Right. Well, yeah. It's one of those <laughs> Like, I didn't get how badass Dracula was. I mean, he's always badass. In the I had no life. clue. They yeah. really kind of hinted Showcase at that in the that. show. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, they're, yeah, they're giving Dracula's just due. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very, very impressed by that as well. Especially after watching the, uh, the recent Netflix series Dracula, where this is a completely different take. You know, and this came out in between and after. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, this is different. I didn't see the, the Netflix series Dracula yet. Oh, it was good. good? Okay. It was good, yeah. I'll have to check yeah. it out. But it's, it's, so, it's, different. it's so different than, than what you're used to. And, I mean, like uh, Scott's got a Bella Lugosi on his shirt there. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I think, it's, not, it's not even like that. It's just no. in this Castlevania has – it, it takes yeah. that and, and goes in a different direction. I like yeah. that. All right, I'm going to definitely have to check that out. Um, my first impression, obviously, um, I, was, I was floored. Uh, just by Trevor, of course, his character, <laughs> and um, he definitely is one of my favorite characters in this um, series. But um, I was floored with the accuracy, um, especially after finding out that it was written and directed by a guy who never really played the games, from what I understand, or 
or wasn't really into the media before he took this project out, which really blew my mind because this was it was dead ass on. Like it was it was what you expect from a Castlevania, uh, you know, a series, a cartoon series, which um, was really amazing to me. And um, I'm sure he obviously got into the lore and the video games while writing and figuring out his character plotting and all of that. But it was just amazing to find out this guy had very little exposure to this. And for him to be that far removed and for it to be this good says a lot about his talent. So for me, it was a pretty awesome um, experience just taking this in. So now my last question before we get into the general overview of information and stuff and personal views. Um, okay, everybody's got a favorite element to Castlevania, whether it's a weapon, a monster, uh, some type of um, super move that's done in the game or something, some type of uh, relic, one of the uh, side weapons, the B weapons that you use, the throwables. Um, everybody's got one that they, <laughs> that they covet. <laughs> I need to know your guys' favorite Castlevania element from the game. If you're playing a game, there's one item that when you're playing, you're looking for this thing, you need it, it makes you feel more safe killing monsters. What is it? We'll start with Coop and go to Justin. I mean, sorry. We'll go to Cooper and then go to Justin. We'll go to Cooper and Scott. Mine seems kind of silly, but um, the, I always liked um, how the holy water explodes and, like, goes on the ground. Like, that was cool. But I can, I can honestly say I played the Genesis version, but I never played the Super Nintendo ones. So mm -hmm. I really only know the, the Nintendos. So the best in the Nintendo is the boomerang. But I like the time stop because it let me get past the things that were shooting at me. Mm. Scott, um, what was it? The cross that that he would uh, uh, I can't even throw it and it comes back. Yeah, I guess the boomerang. Yeah, I guess it is the cross. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the boomerang. It was just a, it's a boomerang, but it was an X. Yeah, and you, you I just wanted to make out, sure like, you guys were on the level because mine's yeah. always been the boomerang. I just wanted to yeah. make sure that you guys. Well, I guess were we're cool. all in agreement. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you guys are cool before we <laughs> Before we continue down with the cast, I had to check out which you guys. Of course, the Holy Water one, that one was always a good one. Yeah, too. I mean, the Holy Water, come on. It was, that's the default. If you can't find anything else, you got Holy Water. Yeah. Because all the enemies come rushing except for the bats, so you got your whip for that. So. Right. All right, good. So I feel like we're prepared to kill some monsters here. I feel like we're ready to go into Castle Dracula. Go ahead, Scott, you go first. No? Go what first. are we doing? Going go to Castle, Castle Dracula? Dracula. Yeah, no. no, you're not going. Fine. By all, by all means, go first. <laughs> Fine. Because <laughs> I'm the host, I'll go first. Lead the way. <sighs> no, um, this Netflix series. So let's get into um, the, first, the overview of it. I'll read you what they have online. Inspired by the popular video game series, this anime series is a dark medieval fantasy. It follows the last surviving member of the disgraced Belmont clan, Trevor Belmont, trying to save Eastern Europe from the extinction of the hands of Vlad Dracula Tepes. Um, as Dracula and his legion of vampires prepare for more destruction. Uh, first episode date was July 7, 2017. Um, program creator is Warren Ellis, directed by Sam Dietz, Adam Dietz, Spencer Wan, and composer was Trevor Morris, and the network is held on is Netflix. So there are your facts. Go ahead and crunch those in and get you, you know, some knowledge about what you're going to be hopefully watching, or if you already have watched it, you know a little something more about it. Um... Mm -hmm. So this is the part portion where I ask my guests, and of course, I, I, I myself, remove myself as a fan of the series and talk about this effort, this project. So I'm going to ask you gentlemen to disembark your fandom for just a moment and um, be critics and um, give us a critical overall review of this series from season one 
season two and the first, what is it? Uh, first couple of episodes. Four, four episodes four, of season three. Um, Killing me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, will let you go first, then Scott, and then I'll finish up. All right. Well, well. First thing, just going into um, Warren Ellis, as most of our Amalga Mania members will know, this is the guy that wrote Transmetropolitan and Planetary. If that's mm. not enough, the Authority, the the, the movies Red and Red Two, uh, Next Wave, and Iron Man Extremis. So starting Wait a out, he he wrote Red and Red Two. Yep, that's awesome. I love yeah. both of those. Yeah, that was the last good movie that John Malkovich was in. <laughs> 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 So that's that's totally true. That's, so, that's uh, actually very accurate. Bar is really high here. So he's yeah. a British guy. You know, he he's got that European flair and style in just about everything that he does. Um, the the thing that's hard about this is is what you were saying. Like the meat and and the juices and all that get so good in the in the latter part of season three. I was just like ah, but right. um, I mean season one. It's kind of you start off and they give you a, a little bit of a ground to work on. They give you four episodes. They establish, okay, the bad guy in this is going to be the church there. And we're going to see a Dracula that's misunderstood. Or so we think we get into the next section of, of number two. So season two starts off. We're getting a little bit of, we've established who Sypha is. We've established who Alucard is. We've established who Trevor are, you know, so we're going through there. Now we've got to go through, how are they going to get along together? How are they going to complete their task? And what are they up against? Now, that's the cool part. You've got, you've got the, the Dracula generals who have been called to Castle Dracula. And then we find out everything on how it works. The castle appears once every 100 years and it moves by a magical means. You know, there's world vampires that are all showing up for his war on humanity. He gives humanity one full year after they uh, murdered his wife. You know, at, um, by burning them at, at the stake. And um, he gives him a full year so he can collect his full power and rain down hell on the entire humanity. This is deep stuff. Like, this is not... And, and like, to speak again to the brutality of it, there's night creatures and all that that are feasting on people and they're watching vampires cut people in half. This is intense. The stakes could not be higher. So as you go through season two... And then you see what happens with Trevor and Sifa and Alucard as they're going through this. It's, it's crazy. And then when you get to season three, it's, it's like getting in the middle of Game of Thrones and you're like, ooh, I like that character. He's actually deeper than I expected for a bloodthirsty, terrible person. Right. So, um, and just um, one, one thing I want to mention is like the voice acting on this is so good. Like, I love those characters like Godbrand. He's like, what do you expect? We like bolts. I'm a Viking. You know, it's like, it's so good. So, um, um, I actually thought the, the guy, uh, that, that, that voice sounds really familiar. I want to say that he's the same guy um, that was in the, the Blacklist. He was like opposite of Red Reddington as a, as a, as a rogue. And um, I can't remember the actor's name for the life of me. He does sound familiar. But, oh, my God, that, that voice was so familiar when I heard it. I'm almost... 90 million percent it's this guy that played in um the blacklist i can't remember the guy's name unfortunately but he's uh, in like bad boys too peter stromar is his name and let me see because i'm just looking him up on imdb they got a picture of okay him. so he played the devil in constantine that's, that's him. it yes that's so him. if that's, that's who you're okay, thinking good, so I'm right. yeah I'm yeah good. he was in yeah. fargo um and you said blacklist i don't see it here but american gods yeah, so, he was in no. Well, Black, Blacklist is a TV series, so it wouldn't be on IMD. I don't think. 
Yeah, so uh, just for movies. I just remember he did this uh, Volkswagen opulence. I has it, you know. He's a great actor, and, and you're right. The voice acting in this is just superb. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add on to your critical review? Uh, I like where the direction of it went because it gives them something to do. It gives them a goal, and then it gives them a goal after that goal. And I think yeah. that without spoiling it, that's real. That's the the real kind of part about this because you get to a point in season three where you see something that's going to undo everything and everything it blows you your mind you because know, everything that you thought yeah yes very and true. it's it's one of those things where it's like you get scared because if that's the case everything they did is for naught and then everything that's happening around them there's this real game of thrones feel to it with carmilla and um with when you find out that she's part of like um um like a quadrat of, uh, of sisters that are ruling this, this area and just what their plans are and Hector and Isaac. And um, just, I, I can't speak too much into that without giving it away, but right. really I feel like the, the real story that you're getting from season two to season three is following of um, just Isaac and, um, and Hector and what happens to all these people um, and the judge. I love the judge. Yeah, he was um, one of my favorite. Yeah. We were just Holy talking crap, about him. Man. This is like this is like reading like an early image comic or something. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? So it's it's pretty deep. Like um they, they touch on a lot of veins, pun intended. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> uh, Scott, your um overall critical view. Remember you're removing yourself as a fan and just talking from a critical point of view, what you think of the project. Um I really enjoy the writing and the character development of the show. Um, I just enjoy, you know, going from season one to season three, uh, watching how these characters progress, whether it be, you know, I love all these characters. I love the Bel- uh, Trevor Belmont. I love Slypha, uh <clears throat> Alucard, uh, you know, Hector and Isaac, both of those guys. I mean, two humans working for Dracula. Yep. Very, very hard well, characters. In a war love, against right? humanity. Yeah. <laughs> like, these guys are awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, I just... I really, I just enjoy, you know, a very well written show, and this is, you know, it's just all all around put together very well. Okay. Um, between the animation, the voice acting, and how just how you know the writing. Okay. You you touched on an interesting thing that I kind of overlooked, but uh, the whole relationship that comes seemingly out of nowhere with uh, Trevor and Sypha, it's really mm. good. You know, yeah, it, I, I think it was. It was very naturally how it kind of well, progressed. They had, it didn't really come out of nowhere. Well, they like, yeah, literally moments. developed, like, from them meeting each other. Like, he saved her life. Yeah. And then it kind of just, like, snowballed from there. So it was like, I definitely saw. They were just these little moments through the show where they would show her, like, reaching for him, grabbing his arm. Yeah, leaning up hand. against them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, little... yeah it was, I, I, was, I was definitely thinking. And which was kind of weird because I never got that from the games like yeah. that they were ever involved or not so it was a really interesting kind of spin on on that whole you know on their relationship in general so i think that's really dope honestly and it's something that no one kind of like just said those moments where you're just like oh well, wait a minute what are we what's going on here like this is outside of what we thought we knew before so this is what was going on the whole time or we thought it was something else and that's that's awesome i like that that element as well 
and, and she's so capable a character that you get the feeling it's like she could handle so much of this on her own. But the fact yeah. that there's the three of them working together, you know, and we haven't talked much about Alucard. I'll, I'll get to him later yeah. in, in my review, but you know, they're all dangerous, supremely dangerous on their own, but together it's like you, you would expect that they were unbeatable, you know, mm-hmm. and you get to their actual fight with Dracula and he is smacking them around. Yeah. It's crazy. Literally yeah. killing all three of them at the same time. So that just kind of bodes to what we were talking about, um, how they kind of show, show Jack and Jack kind of shows up and shows out. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add to your... No, I think that was, that was most of it, yeah. Um, for me, for my critical review, um, it's an overall solid effort and project. Like, there is not a whole lot that is, like, remiss or... or, or out of this like did everything all the elements are there you have the like scott was saying you have the little tidbits of you know the game stuff that we know the the morning star with the different um beasts out of the best um the different characters who we know who they are as soon as they talk like, oh i know who that is like i i remember that person you know from the video games or from whatever other media that was connected to this and um it's just again amazing that such a uh, far removed effort from the director and writer um, came out this close to what we all know so that it's so recognizable to the point where you don't really have to try. You don't really have to like sit there and guess like, hmm, I wonder where they're going with this or what's exactly. Trying. Like yeah. it's, it's all there. It's so very easy, especially for fans. So people who aren't fans that are watching this, I'm sure it's just as fluid. Like I can, I can imagine someone who's never played a Castlevania game watching this series and being like, what have I been missing out on? Like, this is amazing. And you can get that from this. So critically, I got to say, this is a little bit more than just a solid effort. This is going to go down in history, I think, as one of the better iterations of these characters from this media. So I'm sure there will be other games that are awesome and other books that are awesome and all of that. But as far as anything goes, as far as animation or even close to a TV series or anything, this is it. The Castlevania series is it. And, um, I'm, now, I'm you sure touched you on something interesting there, too, Ian. So we've got a lot of friends in Anime Universe know, who would probably um, know that there is a lot of different vampires out there, whether right. it's, um, let's see, um, I, Vampire Hunter D comes to mind. Yeah, you know, I actually did a sandbox in Anime D. Universe that was yep. like Alucard versus, I think, Blade or something, and then... Somebody else that did a couple of anime guys. And, and you're right. There's there's a Blade anime, and there's uh, yeah. what Red Rain uh, or Wolf Rain. Um, it's, I guess that's less of one, but there's um, uh, Blood Plus. Um, right. There's so many different. Is this the ultimate anime that involves vampires? I think we should. I think we should definitely get with our AU it's people and find out. Yeah. I think that we should let, uh, ask that question in AU. We're definitely going to share this um, this cast to AU, but we're definitely going to ask the AU characters what they, um, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, members, what they think about that. And also, do they consider Castlevania anime? Not just because of the style of animation, but does it make the bar? Because it may not be considered an anime as far as real anime goers are, are concerned. You know what I mean? It may just be an animated series. We don't know yet. So we'll find out. I know most people refer to it as an anime because of how it's, which was, which was my, um, which is going to get into my more personal view when we get into it. But um, let's ask our AU people that, as a matter of fact. We're going to want some answers. So comment down below. Let us know what you think, specifically all our anime universe people. We would love to hear from you. Um, moving into our personal views. We did our critical reviews. Now we get into our personal reviews. Um, what do you guys think 
personally, as fans, now we get to be fans and geek out, guys. <laughs> get your geek hats. Get your, hurry up, hurry up, get your geek hats. And um, <laughs> we get to geek out now. Um, so let's talk about our personal views, um, what we think about the characters, what we think about the Netflix series. Again, we are just talking about season one, season two, and the first four or five episodes of season three, because Justin's right. It gets <laughs> it gets really it just gets congealed better better. right at the right in that fifth, sixth episode echelon. It's like you're like, oh, what, 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 wait, hold on. What, what's happening? <laughs> what is going on? So we'll start there. We'll go from um, first two seasons into season three, personal views. Uh, Scott, you can do yours first, then we'll go to Justin, and then we'll end up with me. Um, well, I like, you know, I think the vampires in this are just the, the coolest thing to me. You know, I love Dracula's court. I love seeing the inner workings. It was, like Justin said, very Game of Thrones-ish. Um, all the backstabbing and the plotting against one another. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, a lot of scheming. A lot of scheming. <laughs> a lot of scheming going on. Every, by the fact, every, it seemed like everyone in Dracula's castle but Dracula yeah, but had, Dracula an, had an end, had an end like, game. Right. He's just like killing everybody. You know, just do your thing. As long as everybody dies. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting that he was like the only one without a plan. Like even Godfrey was trying to figure out what was going on. He was pretty much like the troglodyte of everyone, but he's <laughs> there, like trying to you know scheme with Camilla to make something happen, and you know trying to make people turn their little allegiances to them. And um, I just thought that was really awesome how everybody. But you you would kind of get that from vampires yeah like it, yes. it, it was exciting to see and it was awesome but at the same time it wasn't like you know it wasn't wasn't that alien because you figured in a den of vampires it'd be some backstab so yeah. Awesome. yeah and through through all that i i really enjoyed them showing dracula and isaac's relationship because here's a vampire and a human who are having a very probably the most personal relationship that dracula has besides you know, his son, I think. Well, not even. I think even closer. I think I was going to say with his, with Lisa, his dead his, wife. His dead wife, right. You well, know, you know, And you know what? I, you're right. I feel like he has a, a greater connection now with Isaac more than anybody. I agree. Um, I think Isaac really was there for him. Yes. And I think I he think understood. Really more understood away. Dracula on a, I can't say, uh, I don't know. I just he, Much he, more than a familiar, like someone who's just like, oh, you're Dracula, bite me. Right. It wasn't like that. You know what I mean? It was something. I think he loves him. I mean, he I his think. friend. Yeah. yeah. They were friends for real. Like he actually cared about him. And that's shows you the capacity of Isaac as a person to care for the undead Dracula's, right? I think he's one of the coolest characters in the show. He really is. Like, know, I never thought about that until you brought it up. But yeah, that's, that's kind of awesome that he was like the only person in Dracula's life who was like, see you you know what i mean i see you for who you are kind of that's kind of dope like i'm gonna i'm gonna be with you here to the end you know and he sure was <laughs> hey he sure was <laughs> i just uh i really enjoyed their relationship and I, I i can't wait to see where they take that character moving past you know, season two I mean, all right wait wait we gotta stop <laughs> real quick we gotta all we gotta all be in unison on this dracula's coming back and yeah, I mean, they yeah. kind of... I, I mean, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. All right. no, I mean, no, we don't know. It we don't know, back, but I mean, they, they kind of... We know. I, so I've, I've watched season three three times now. He does not come back in season three. No, he but does. Is, is no, he, he going to come back? He's got to come back. He's got to yeah. come back. That's what I, that's my, that was what I was alluding now, to. Now, will, will, will it be the exact same Dracula? That's the question. That is the question. And me and, him, me and Scott were talking about that off camera a little bit, but... um. Right, did you have anything else for your personal? No, view? that's that's yeah. Cool. You want to go with your personal view? 
when watching something like this about these all-powerful creatures, never have I seen another version where they take all this time to build up the power of the bad guys and then they are powerless. And that's, that's the big thing for me. The fact that Carmilla and Godbrand and Isaac and Hector and the other three nameless ones that they have are so powerless against, you know, the flood of, of, from the church and from, um, you know, the priory and like all this, uh, all this other stuff that's going on. It's like, they have so much against them and by rights, they should be in charge, calling the shots, ruling everything and keeping the humans in pens. And the biggest thing that, you know, shocks you is that Dracula is despondent. He is apathetic and he does not believe in anything. And it takes Isaac, you know, the idealism of a human who is essentially, you know, going against everything that's in his own best interest to kind of inspire him to even fight. And Dracula is broken and they know this and they can't stop him. And the only person that can stop Dracula is himself. And it's, it's a deep tale. You know, it's, um, it's Shakespearean in its way. It's very much like a, like a Macbeth or, or, or a Henry, uh, I forget if it's Henry the third or something like that, but that's, that's where this comes across. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've noticed about it is that, you know, yeah, the, the characters are great and it's funny because they, they swear and, you know, stuff, but, you know, it's an interesting narrative and they took it and it's like, I could, I could easily see this play out in space and Dracula is Darth Vader. It, it could be the same thing. You know, like if you played it out like that, it's like, okay, you know, and Alucard is Luke, you know, and, you know, Han Solo is Trevor and Leia is, is Sifa and, you know, and then you got a Chewbacca somewhere, you know, but um, I could easily see it playing out that way too. So it's, it's a story that's not completely unfamiliar to us. And, um, it's deep. I just, um, I, I really like where it's going. Okay. Um, for me, I, like I already said in my um, critical review, and which is going to ring true here too, it's an overall over solid, like it's just an amazing effort um, all together, all around. Um, but personally for me, the jewel for me is the animation. Yeah. The animation, the way these characters look, the way they're drawn, the way they're presented on screen, it's flawless. It's flawless. It's it, I can't think of one animated other than like the the DC animated movies, which have plagued us uh, thankfully over the last ten uh, fifteen years, and have been uh, there has not been one bad one, not one. I can't I cannot remember one DC animated movie that came out where I was like, oh well, you don't want to. Maybe the maybe the Killing Joke, and that wasn't Superman versus the Elite. <laughs> that wasn't along these same lines as the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking about okay. like Doom War. Uh, I mean, I mean like um, um, Justice League Doom. Um, with the one where they had Dark Side, um, the Wonder Woman one that came out, all the Batman ones, Batman and Son, and all that stuff. I'm talking about that style of animation. They're beautiful, almost like Absolutely. anime. It's there hasn't been one. Even the Young Justice, which also mirrors that that verse as well absolutely flawless and i think this is on par with those efforts like it's just as good or better um i love the fight scenes i absolutely love all of the combat especially when trevor is going hamburger french fry on a monster there as I, I i i can watch i can just watch that and not watch the rest of the like i'm watching the show but i'm waiting 
for that moment where it's Trevor versus the the priest in that big uh uh, centaur-looking demon thing. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> that was I, that that fight right there. Really, that solidified. I was gonna watch the rest of this anime no matter what happened. It could have been complete crap for the next two seasons, and I would have watched it all the way through just because of that one fight. It was that damn good. Like it was awesome. He had his Nightwing moment where he was smacking him around with the Eskimo sticks, and he had his uh, you know, Simon Belmont moment where he was using the whip. And then he went all black knight with a short sword. I was like, Yo, <laughs> so you're, you're talking about the actual time when he goes, I am Trevor Belmont and I am armed with a stick. stick. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, the way they draw these characters, especially in action scenes, it's just, you can see everything, every movement, every it's very fluent. It really yeah. is. Like yeah, it's, it is. it's really hard not to be able to follow. And, um, I think that that's amazing. So for, for my personal review, I mean, for my personal view of it, um, I got to say it's amazing, an amazing effort overall. And I am definitely a fanboy for the art and for the animation of it. I could watch Castlevania with no words. And even though it has an amazing story and it keeps you involved, um, the action alone, can I can just watch this thing play out with no sound and still love it. So um, that's my personal view. Um, before we get into your favorite part, our favorite part. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We have a little bit of a message from Justin for the Dorkening Network giveaway. Now remember, this show is a piece or a part of the overall Dorkening Network um, giveaway. It uh, spans across the eight or se- no, eight shows. Um, seven different ones have a phrase in them. If you collect all of the different parts of the phrase and then um, I think you messaged uh, Leo Pond, or was it Stephen yep, Tanton, Leo or Pond. both those guys? Um, if you message these guys with the entire phrase, you'll be entered to win an amazing prize pool. There's like uh, Ca- Castlevania um, Netflix uh, pops. There's a, tre- a Trevor um, um, little like action. I mean, um, like a little statue. Mm-hmm. There's a poster. There's books. There's video games. Actual carts. From the NES and Super NES, like yeah, and uh, there's a Google Play card, uh, iTunes card. Like these guys went all out, so it's a it's an amazing, amazing um, giveaway. And we're gonna actually uh, give you the phrase for this show, so that you can add it to your other phrases to be entered in. I'm gonna kick it over to Coop. He's gonna go ahead and give you um, the phrase, and then we're gonna go to commercial. Coop. Thank you, sir. Uh, the AmelgaCast phrase will be, to his heart and eye. So that is the phrase to look out for. So make sure that you're listening to the Dorkening on 3.8, the Dorkening on 3.11, Throwdown Thursday on 3.12, Super Retro Throwback uh, Reviews on 3.15, Retro Redoctopus on 3.17, the AmelgaCast, and then uh, bloods, boobs, and badasses. Sorry if I in um, on three twenty two to complete all of your phrases. But one more time, it's going to be to his heart and eye. Write it down. Rewind it. Well, it's a video. They can just rewind it. <laughs> just pause it. Just pause <laughs> it. We'll make funny line. faces. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Dorkening Network that um, is helping make this cast possible. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is not the coronavirus. <laughs> Just the wrong windpipe, ladies and gentlemen. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> um, so, yes, please pay attention. Make sure that you collect all, your, um, all the different parts of the phrase, put it together, 
enter yourself in to win some awesome prizes and um, share them with me or don't yeah, or whatever or, or Scott. It's okay. We like when you share prizes with us. <laughs> yeah, that's why not? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so that's our tidbit for the Dorkening Network giveaway. Don't forget about the Amalgamania giveaway. Um, and we are going to take a commercial break to our sponsors over at Deadly Grounds Coffee. I actually bought a bunch of coffee from them. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's really good. Is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, they ship out here to it. Illinois. Uh, highly recommend the Witch's Brew. And uh, I have a cranberry oh. cream, which is outstanding. Is you it wouldn't really? Think cranberry it, cream. I wouldn't think it would be good, but it was really good. All right. I'm not I mean, I've been, I did, I've been sponsoring them for, or they've been sponsoring us for such a long time. I guess I might as well try it. Cranberry cream or witch's brew, huh? Witch's brew is chocolate and raspberry. It is Ooh, outstanding. Wow. Okay. And uh, I have a caramel apple, which is good. I've tried the official coffee of hell, hell, Michigan. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's really good. I drink oh, a lot of coffee, state, guys. Hey, right. <laughs> he's, on, he's on the bag. <laughs> so, is he really? <laughs> yeah. I hope so. We're going to have to get some Deadly Grounds coffee. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee. To die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, <coughs> it's scary. And we are back. Justin was just letting me know some um, different flavors of the um, Deadly Grounds coffee that I didn't know about. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna have to try a couple of them. Witch's Brew is definitely on my list. <laughs> and um, what was the other? The cranberry and cream. Yeah, yeah. So it surprised well. me. Yeah, I'm interested mm-hmm. in that as well. It sounds really good. So I'm gonna have to try those out. And um, don't forget Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's coffee to die for. Um, the Amalga Cast. We are going to finish up here with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Remember, this cast is a part of the. Dorkvania, Dorkening Network, Castlevania giveaway. Say that three times fast. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, we already gave you our phrase, but again, we're going to let Coop go ahead and say it one more time for those who missed it before a commercial break. Uh, certainly. Let's see. Um, the phrase for Melga is, to his heart and eye. Now remember, you have to collect seven different phrases from seven different podcasts. Throw on Thursday. Retro Red Octopus. I'm sorry, Retro Red Octopus. Um, it's right there in their theme song. Right, it's right there in their theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bloods, Boobs, and Badasses. Um, what were the other? Th- uh, the Dorkening? The Throw on Thursday? Throw on Thursday. No, I, I mentioned Throw on Thursday, I thought. Did I? Okay. I think, you, yeah. Well, let's let's yes. just read them again. We got a list. <laughs> so you've got the Dorkening, and then yes. the Dorkening again. Mm-hmm. Throw it on Thursday. Yes. You have Retro Redoctopus. Yes. Super Retro Throwback Reviews. That's the one I missed. Super, super Retro Throwback Reviews. Mm-hmm. Bloods, Boobs, and Badasses, and the Amalgam Cast. Yes. Make up these seven. Now, yeah, that's the seven um, podcasts you need to listen to to get all the phrases. Um, there will be links provided in the comments down below. Just in case you missed them and you feel like you want to compete, we'll hook you up. 
Uh, make sure you get your phrases all together and then string all the phrases together. They make um, one big phrase and then you'll be entered to win some awesome prizes. And we mentioned what some of those were before, but they include um, Funko Pops, uh, posters, actual carts from the video games, um, uh, an, an Amiibo, um, Trevor, a Simon Belmont figure, a Trevor nice. Belmont statue. Um, a, a, an album of Castlevania music from uh, Retro Redoctors. Wow. Yeah, there's like, there's, it's, it, the prize pool is so big, like, there's no way for me to remember all of the prizes, but it's ridiculously big. They have like a Google Play card, iTunes card. You definitely want to enter in on this. And I, I know that they're doing first, second, and third place tiers. I hope um, so. so. Yeah. Yeah, so there are ways, if, if you're like the second guy to get the phrase or the third guy to get the phrase, it doesn't mean you're not going to get any prizes. So definitely enter participate and get your Castlevania on. Um, and without further ado, we're going to get into your favorite part. Our favorite part. The good, the bad, and the other. This is the, the portion of the show where I usually ask my guests to give us one good, one bad, and one ugly thing about the project. Um, obviously, we all have a lot of good things to say about it. So we're going to start off with our good. Um, We'll go from Justin to me, then to Scott um, on the good, and then back the other way for the bad, and then back the other way for the ugly. <laughs> so that way it just feels good. Yeah. Um, so Justin, go ahead and start off with your good. With my good. So your I good. am going to go with voice acting and casting for this. Um, okay. I don't know how much research you guys had done into this, but if you see the cast, right? So starting with Trevor Belmont as Richard Armitage, Thorin Oakenshield himself, and Wolverine from the, the Deadly Night um, podcast that they have on Stitcher. Um, oh, wow. So he did two, two different seasons of a Wolverine audio-only podcast, Richard Armitage. And That's he's doing so pretty cool. much the same voice. James Callis as Alucard. He was from Battlestar Galactica. Alexandra Reynoso. People know her from a show called Winx, but not really much. Theo James. This is the guy who was, who was uh, I want to say, what was he, four in, um, uh, what are those movies, Divergent? So he plays okay. Hector. And, um, I mean, there's some really big people. Emily Swallow is in this. You know, she plays the weaponer on Mandalorian. Matt Frewer, Max Hedrum himself. Zelensky, you know, from... No, uh, get out of here, Max yeah, Hedrum? So, Max Hedrum, yeah. So these are the people that they have in this. And I happen to think, so I agree with you that it's beautiful. But the good, the best, the bestest of this has got to be the voice acting and casting for me. All right. All right. For me, um, the good... I think it's the characters, the way that they're developed, um, of course, and like Justin just alluded to the voice acting, which obviously makes the character behind the animation. Um, but just the way they move, the way they talk, the way they interact with, it, with each other, it was done expertly. And I don't, I still am trying to figure out how this man put this together to make it look this good and for it to be so reminiscent of the video games. It's just, it just, it fits too well. Like you would think that this is like, the fifth season of this show that we've already <laughs> yeah. known watch the I first agree. four you know already like we i just feel so familiar yeah like it really does like this is something oh what you don't know about castlevania we've been watching for the last 10 years like and it just came out three years ago like, it was, like this is and it's so familiar and it's so like uh homey and i love it i absolutely love that about it like it, it doesn't skip a beat from its true fans and i i don't know it's just all around an awesome thing but the characters for me 
um, mostly, especially Isaac Hector and um, the Belmont Trio, Alucard, Saifa, and uh, um, Trevor are, um, they're just, I mean, great characters. They, they work so well together and they're interesting and they're entertaining. Like you have so much fun and then one minute you might hate one of them and then the next minute you don't want them, you know, anything bad to happen to them. And it's, it's such an emotional roller coaster as it, as it relates to characters because you kind of ride with them through their emotional roller coasters and it's really awesome. So for me, that's the good is just mostly the characters, the animation and how the characters are put together, the voice acting, like Coop said, the animation, of course, and um, overall how it was choreographed and made to look the way that it is. So that's my good. Scott? Um, kind of piggybacking on Justin and Ian, your, you know, the casting and the character development, uh, I think it all ties together with the writing. Oh, yeah. All the you know, writing. Without the writing, these characters wouldn't be as... And the voice actors wouldn't really have too you know, much to cue off of writing. Exactly. exactly. So the writing is... So, yeah. you know, between the writing and the animation, um, I think that is what just really sets it apart from other shows. You know, I just... I think they... The way you said it, you feel like you've been watching the show for five years. Yeah, right. So, yeah. it's just... it's with the writing, you know, you just, it's these little moments that they add into the show that just give you so much uh, exposition that you just, you feel like you've been watching the show for years and not just only in season three now. Right. Well, three, three years. I mean, really. Three years. But three years. Like, right, you know, right. But like, I feel I mean, like we've been watching this forever. Like, like five yeah, like, years, like, you know. This, is, this could be the Power Rangers. And, and like, season one like, was only four episodes. Forever. So that was yeah. just uh, Exactly. That was I watched them all the day they came out too, and I was like, yeah, exactly, what now? exactly, what now? exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're gonna go with the bad, starting with Scott, going to me, and then go to Cool. So Scott, you're bad. The bad is the uh, the episode count. You know, that is the worst part about it. Is um, how many episodes we have? I want more. You know, season one was four episodes. Season two was was it eight episodes? If that six, yeah, seven or eight, yeah, six or eight episodes, something like that. Um, season three, we finally got a full 10 13, episodes. Yeah. Was it 10? I thought it was 13. How uh, many episodes are in season three? I think it's 10. Yeah, yeah. usually it's, okay, yeah, I, I think why. it's 10. Um, but that's, that's my biggest complaint. Um, and not that it's that bad, but I just want more. As you should. Um, my bad. Outside of what they did to my man, Hector. <laughs> Keep going. You'll think it's better. It's so disrespectful. All right, no, no. Outside of what they did to my man Hector, um, the bad for me, and I hate that I have to kind of echo this from Scott, but it's the fact that there just needs to be more. It's just it's too short. The, the seasons are way too short. And I get it, I guess, from a director, writer point of view. You don't want to – if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and you don't want to mess with something that works. So I get that too, and I don't want them to compromise the quality for quantity. If, mm-hmm. have, if we if we have yeah. to deal with four episodes until next season, you know what? Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Just don't fuck it up. You know, don't make it no worse than what it is, and I can live with that. So for me, I think that's my biggest thing is also the length, and um, obviously what they did to my man Hector. But there just isn't anything bad about this effort to me. Like nothing. I have to really try to dig deep to even say that about how short because I don't really care. <laughs> it's still awesome even with the first uh, very short uh, two seasons. It's still awesome. So I have that for bad. Um, cool. 
You're bad. I'm gonna throw you a little bit of a curveball here because the All bad, right. the bad for me is one character that I absolutely loved from my favorite game, Symphony of the Night, and then to kind of see how Alucard is, and he's not my favorite character in this. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Alucard as my as the bad. Um, he's I not. I'm not mad at you for that. that. I'm so not yeah. mad at you for that because it's the same thing with Hector for me. Yeah. Like, he went from being this badass in the video games to like. This ragdoll, and it was like, wow. And Alucard definitely, and, and don't get me wrong, I gotta kind of, well, let me let me uh, do a little bit of a rebuttal. I think Coop's wrong on one thing. Alucard in the action sequences and when he's being Alucard, I think is fucking amazing. I think he really really sets it apart, especially the way he's like very monotone, mm-hmm. very dignified, but he'll cut your head off. Like he he does have that element. But for some reason, it's like in the personal moments when he's just like yes. hanging out with his friends, he's he's really awkward. And like, it's just weird. It's, it's like, a lot I'm of that. Dracula's son and I'm here to make yeah. it weird. Like, it's, it's, it's the humor. The humor doesn't land as well. Um, it's very the action awkward. is great. It's it's very awkward. Yeah. It's awful. That's yeah. that's the part. It's like if I didn't love something about the show, that's what I would nitpick. Yeah. So, okay. It's not the, it's not my ugly. It's just like, OK, that's not my favorite piece. No, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Like they, they for some reason, and like I said, not so much in the action sequences because the fight between him and his father. That uh, yeah, I, yeah. It's it badass. doesn't get it doesn't get any better than that. Like in, as far as in watching his age. childhood room. Oh, yo, that, that part, man, yo, that. Oh was, my god! All right, so who else? Okay, I wasn't alone. <laughs> no. When he when Dracula stopped and was like, "This is your room," I was like, "Oh." <laughs> like this is the prince of fucking darkness. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> his his eyes go from from blood red to white, and he has a crisis of faith and just thinks about how he's just hurting his his wife. No, he didn't he think about him. it. That man bawled like a yeah. baby over the yeah. fact that he was hurting his child, Damn. and to think that Dracula had the capacity to love like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is Vlad Tepish. Like two minutes ago, he was telling one of his top generals, "I will." Sl-, he really said, "I will slice you up from your 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 pelvis, navel to your." Yeah, and then he said, "I'll bite your heart out." I was like, "Oh, well, damn!" Yep. Like that was a that was yeah, he was scary. pretty pissed like, at Godbrand. Yeah. Right, he was talking to Godbrand. I was like, "That's very scary, Dracula. You shouldn't talk to people that way." And this same guy, you know, after beating his son almost to death, this is the same guy who is in factually beating his son to death in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, just stops when he sees his child in the room, and it was like it was such a tender, it's a human sweet, moment. It was yeah. the most human, very good, yeah. In that entire show, like in I mean, yeah. the entire season, it was well. No, I think the three of them camping together, the Belmont, Cipher, and Ali uh, camping together was the next dopest like human moment. But this was like, as a dad, I kind of really was like, oh my god, like, I felt so heartbroken yeah. for this for this you know for this creature of the night and it was yeah. just such an alluring scene but um i agree that um alucard outside of the action scenes is really weird so i definitely give you that cool for your bad that's a very good call i i, I think as you go to the last couple episodes you'll get where i'm going at uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, oh, absolutely. Okay. i see right. oh, okay all right all right yeah, so I've you seen, know. No, I've yeah. seen season three so i know exactly all right so. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah uh so it goes from this to our ugly. Coop, we're going to start with you with the ugly. I'm going to go with my ugly. Scott's going to go with his ugly. 
My ugly, I admit, is a complete nitpick. Um, I don't like how close together they've put the fangs when you see the vampires. I they're wish like that they're, they were slightly like farther stuff. apart. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, that right. is the only nitpick that I have of a character flaw because when you look at them, it's like, okay, what do you have? Two teeth in between those? What are you, beavers? You know, so that is my only nitpick. And you don't see them all the shot. time. It's fine. It's fine. It's just that's my ugly. All right. All right. Uh, my <laughs> ugly. Damn, I can't do the ugly I want to do because <laughs> we can't go into season three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I So get you, it. Know, you know. I, I already I, know. I can't do that ugly. Let, let's just say what Ian is talking about, when you look up at that MA rating and you wonder, you're like, huh, we've seen gore, we've seen violence, but we haven't, and we've seen language, we haven't seen anything else. <laughs> well. Plenty of that. Yeah. Plenty of that to go around. But yeah. um, for me, my ugly, and um, I think I'm just going to make my ugly the same best part because it was just a super ugly fight scene. Trevor Belmont whooping ass at the beginning of the Belmont hole. Oh, yeah. He did those monsters ugly, and it really got a chance to showcase the power of a Belmont. Like, these are the characters that you use to run through Dracula's castle and then kill Dracula. Don't mm. forget, one Belmont is capable of this. Yeah. Um, if you have enough extra lives and wall meat. <laughs> but um, if you don't have those things, <laughs> one Belmont is not enough. So my shout outs to like, wall meat. <laughs> shout outs to wall meat. Um, which is a, a phrase coined by my friends at Retro Red Octopus. Those guys are amazing. I will never, ever refer to it as anything else other than wall meat because of that. Because that's what it is. Um, wall meat. Good old wall meat. Exactly. Fine protein. Oh, those guys. But, Look um, at me. Yeah, I'm the gauntlet guy that always shot the food. So The you food, know. right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, as far as I'm concerned, um, that would be my ugly. It's, it's a fight scene you have got to watch. Um, it just makes you want to see more action in this anime. I mean, in this animation series. So definitely, when you can, if you can, go ahead and check that fight scene out. That's my super ugly for this part of the segment. Scott, you want to go try ugly? Okay. Um. So I guess I got kind of got two. Uh, it's a little thing, kind of piggybacking from Justin uh, about you talking about the fangs. Um, I didn't care how when Lenore and Hector were talking uh, in the cell, Lenore was talking about eating food. Um, I didn't care that the vampires could actually enjoy eating food because I've always, you know, my belief was that always that it was just didn't taste like anything to them. There was no no was, purpose. There was no purpose to eating it. Right. Eating That's what I always thought. It, Big you know, blood gives me the shits. Yeah, which is a really weird vampire. Yeah. Thanks for that, God brand. But um, yeah, I was like, hmm. I just thought that, that was just a little thing. So does blood just, affect them that way? Like, do they have digestive? Well, I, I, you know, maybe. I, I'm with Scott on this one. I hadn't even thought about it until he said it. I'm like, right, yeah, yeah, she's eating a friggin' blackberry. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's just odd, you know? It's just, it's just like, they kind of really, I don't know. I just, I found that odd. Yeah, um, and, and the fact that they, they ingest food. Yeah, yeah you know. So that's, so that's your ugly. What's the, no, I, that was just a little bit. My my main ugly is actually kind of a positive. It's the how ugly they make the night creatures. I, I think yeah. they're just very well uh, animated and just put together just the, the diverseness of, of all of them. I kind of want to go to, and Scott has um, kind of hinted on this twice, and I'm glad he did. He brought it back around because I forgot about it the first time throughout his talking. Um, the amount of brutality. I, I just love and, blood. And violence and everything. <laughs> and the night creatures especially. Yes. With theirs, it's like, it's eerie. 
Yeah. I mean, outside of I me, mean, everybody's seen the blood, the gore, all that stuff. We enjoy that stuff as fans. But in this show, there were moments where I was like, 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 it was like, so cool. what was yeah. that? They like, was so that a cool. baby in that thing's mouth? And yeah. it was like, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that was a baby. Like, and it was yeah. like, oh my God, like, that's, that's fucked up. Like, it, and for, to make me a fan of, you know, all these different genres, especially fan of horror and stuff, to make someone like me take a moment to jump back and be like, that's so fucked up. And, you know, get a second to, to, to realize that it's, it's kind of amazing that they, that they were able to make that happen that way. And you guys saw shock the unshockable. Did you guys see Isaac's whip, right? With that he used to use to like self-flagellate yeah, and all that, yeah, right? Whip. So mm-hmm. in season two, after he's pushed through a magical portal and all that by Dracula, and then he is approached and someone's trying to put him into bondage. They're like, You're gonna be a slave and all that. Yeah. And he tears somebody's face off with this thing. So he's literally screaming in agony, right? As the guy's nose gets ripped off of his face. Oh my God. Yeah. That was so detailed and graphic. And like, I'm like, you know what? I don't hate this. I'm like, <laughs> I really don't know. No, you like, can't. It's like, like and you, as, a, as a human being, you have to have oh, that moment where terrible, you're like, oh. but, <laughs> but at the same time, as a fan, you're like, oh, that's cool. that is like yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and one of the most anime awesome. things about it. That's what this is all about. Like that back and forth, that being able to go from one extreme to the other. That's what they make these uh, efforts and these, um, uh, different uh, movies and TV shows for, like, to be able to do that. And it's such a ride. So shout out to all the people responsible for giving us that experience because we all obviously have, all have. And we hope you have, too. Um, did you guys have anything you want to add to, add to your ugly? No. no. All right. Once again, we are going to mention the Dorkvania Dorkening Network giveaway. And you need the phrase. Cool the phrase? One more again before we go out. Uh, the phrase that we have is going to be to his heart and eye. You need this phrase and six others to get anything. This one phrase will get you nothing. Nothing. You have to get all seven phrases and put them together. And you're going to make one big phrase. And you're going to get that big phrase. And you're going to give it to someone. And they're going to give you stuff. Yeah. I want to know how we get that sweet Trevor Belmont again. The one with all the hands? You mean yep. This one? He's awfully handsy. All you got to do is drop us a picture of your favorite Netflix series, Castlevania character, and why you like them. And then you might get this. Or you might not. But you might. But you might not, too. (laughs) It looks like he comes with some some cool accessories there, too, huh? This thing, I actually opened this up in Massachusetts with um, Throwdown Thursday crew and um, the Retro Red Octopus crew. And... um, this thing comes with a, a, a bunch of accessories, and the short sword is here. The morning star whip is here. Um, it comes with a little whips. ale bucket. Oh, no, wow. no, this. Oh, this one actually did come with two whips. Yeah, mine didn't. <gasps> did you get the morning star at least? Yeah, I got the morning yeah. star, right, but I ahead. didn't get the leather whip. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to. I might have to keep this. I don't think Uh-oh. we're gonna give this away. Uh oh, guys. <laughs> I'll be giving this away anymore. <laughs> nope. I decided we're not gonna Apparently give it Ian won the contest. Yep, Enter to win a nineteen eighty four Aquaman. Trevor, and I'm <laughs> no, but I didn't get the leather whip. I actually only got the Morningstar whip, which is still cool. Um, but I, I wonder if that's a typo on my character. I probably should have left him in the box if it wasn't more money. Maybe they didn't have it. But um, yes, uh, this one does come with the leather whip, the morning star wow. whip, the short sword, the long sword, um, dagger hands, uh, articulation out the wazoo. This character can be posed in so many different ways. 
it's definitely a, um, um, a character you want for your collection as um, a collector, but it is also definitely something you're going to want to open up and play with. So for your collectors, for those who like to play with action figures, let us know your favorite um, Castlevania Netflix series character is, and you will get Tribal Bill Maul. Um, so let us know who, who's your favorite character. You get yourself a Trevor Belmont character, and we would love to see who some of your favorite characters are, see if they uh, kind of deal with what, what, what we were saying on the show. So thank you all for joining us for this installment of Amalgam Cast. I have been the boy wonderful Ian Wallace. I've also been joined by Justin Cooper and Scott Cromer. And um, keep it weird. Keep it nerd. Let us know what you think of the series, what you think of this cast right here in the comments. And um, you guys got anything, any shameless plugs, anything going on, anything you want to talk about? I have the most shameless of plugs. Absolutely. Justin always does. (laughs) Go for it, Coop. Go for it. Check out the fantastic podcast. You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that they're found. Latest episode all about Funko Pops. You know, we were talking about Pops tonight. Yeah, we sure were. You can check us out on Geek Life HQ as well. we don't really talk about um, anime, but we will talk about Bloodshot, which we just saw. So. The movie. Oh, absolutely. How was that? Good? It was outstanding. I highly recommend it. I think we're going to have to come back when we do another cast with that because I saw that action figure floating around. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really cool. It's a McFarlane. And yeah. it, looks, yeah. it looks a lot like Vin Diesel. I was really yeah, taken aback by it. So I think I'm going to have to get my hands on one of those action figures where I feel I, I will put out right here and now I am all for a Bloodshot giveaway. So right, the vice president has said it. Bloodshot right, giveaway. Let's, let's get on this. Let's make it happen. Okay, so stay tuned for the Bloodshot cast coming up real soon. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the evening. This has been-